Bigfoot Society would like to thank the following sponsors for helping make the podcast possible. The Singular Fortean Society has combined open and honest paranormal investigation and journalism since 2016. Visit the Society at Singular Fortean for all the latest weird news and more. Come with us and investigate the impossible. Lauren Smith is the hostess for Nightcaller's Bigfoot Radio, which has been on air for over a decade and has completed over 300 shows. Lauren brings with her a unique viewpoint given that she is not only the daughter of one of the veteran female Bigfoot researchers in the South, but she has been conducting field research since she was a preteen some 20 years ago. Nightcaller's is a Bigfoot world favorite and along with interviewing researchers and witnesses often features interviews with guests from the documentary film and entertainment industry. Lauren also does a vidcast segment called Night Callers, which features real encounters sent in by viewers. You can find all of this and more at nightcallersproductions.com. Welcome back to another episode of the Bigfoot Society Podcast. Uh, this episode is a little bit special, but something we'll be starting to do every once in a while. It's called a Open Minds Night, and... Uh, leave it open for people to come into the live as they would like so we have some special guests stop by uh, for a chat uh, you'll be hearing from Alex Petikoff, Tate Hieronymus and Jonathan Easley from Western Bigfoot Exploration so enjoy this uh, episode it's a fun chat with some of my friends and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel so sit back relax get something to drink and enjoy this next episode of the Bigfoot Society podcast. Oh, hi there. Uh, just reading The Van Meter Visitor by Chad Lewis and uh, Kevin Lee Nelson. It's, uh, probably one of the best books ever made. Um, <clears throat> let me, uh, there we go. There we go. All right. Well, uh, tonight is going to be a special, special experiment. Um, people in the uh, chat, let me know if you can hear my mic just to let me know that everything sounds okay. And then I'll kind of tell you about what's going on tonight. Um, <laughs> and one drops away. <laughs> That's so funny. They're like, forget this. I'm out. There's too much for for me to do already. There's no way I'm telling this guy that he sounds good in in the chat. <laughs> okay, uh, we got Ashers. Uh, let's 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 show a few. We got Hey Buddy, sounds good from Ashers. Thanks so much. We got Sasquatch out of the shadows. Hear you loud and clear, bro. We had a new friend, Long Island Bigfoot, come in. Uh, about half an hour ago, he said, good evening, my brother, new subscriber, keep up the great work. Hey, I appreciate that. Um, so what we got going on, uh, we were supposed to have, uh, Jesse Lee from Hellbent Holler, but she had a work issue come up. That's okay. Real life comes first. Uh, I'll get her on another time. Um, but, uh, what we're going to do is if, you know, a few different things, I've got some news things to share. I've also uh, got uh, the ability, if you want to ask me a question, you can do that in the chat. This is the time to ask me a question. Also, if you're, if you're daring enough, you can go to a Chrome web browser, type in bit.ly forward slash Bigfoot Live, and it'll bring you in to uh, the studio 
and I'll bring you on air and we'll chat for a few minutes. Of course, you will be on the podcast and YouTube and everything else. Uh, and make sure you have headphones. If you don't have headphones, then it gets all wonky. But uh, let's see here. Cryptoville says, good evening. And I'm going to do this for about an hour. Uh, Tate Hieronymus says, is Tate Hieronymus awesome? I don't know. Maybe you should come on and answer that for yourself. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. No, Tate Hieronymus is awesome. And it's actually, spoiler alert, one of the news items. Uh, let's see. Tate says, I can come on air from the hot tub. Well, that's up to you. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Are you really in a hot tub right now, Tate? Hot tub time machine? I don't know. Uh, Long Island Bigfoot says you can leave off your camera if you choose. Well, I got to give the people what they want, which is them looking at me. So, um, all right, let's go ahead and I'm going to go through some, some news here. Uh, number one is number one for me. Well, it is a lot of number ones, but we got a uh, Rocky mountain Sasquatch is out right now for small town monsters, squad members. I'll tell you what, this is legit. Like I didn't, so I, I like, I love all the beyond the trail series so far from Alex and Eli, Seth, small town monsters. This is a beautiful, beautiful documentary and the stories in it get intense. I was not expecting it to be this crazy. And I'll tell you what, it's good. And one day I'm going to visit the Sasquatch outpost in Bailey, Colorado now just because of this documentary. Uh, let's see. Alex says he totally is. He's called me from the hot tub before. Fair enough. Um, Long Island Bigfoot says I meant for the people who came on. <laughs> Bad. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right. Let's see. Oh, another cool thing to do with the community is uh, Sarah with the Snallygaster Museum in Maryland. Uh, she got the foundation poured for her upcoming museum. Crazy thing is she had a uh, GoFundMe uh, set up and from the combined effort of cryptozoology fans and also MetaZoo fans swooped in hardcore, uh, raised about $3,500 so far. So uh, they've got the foundation poured and they've got they're going to put the the building on there and it's going to be fantastic. Uh, check out. Uh, look up Snallagaster Museum on Instagram. I think it's at American Snallagaster Museum. And she's got a thing right now where you can send in stuff to be put in a cryptozoology-themed uh, time capsule. So that's pretty cool. Um, some of this news is going to be from a week or so ago. We've got uh, Lauren Coleman is putting in a second cryptozoology presence in the Portland, Maine area. So that's about an hour and a half or two hours north of... Uh, where the one is now, this is going to be more a gift shop slash archive. And it's uh, right down the street from where Stephen King's old house slash archive is. So it should be uh, maybe the up and coming spot for, for your weird tourism in Maine. You also go to Perry's nut house too, while you're up there. That's a, that's a regional Maine reference for those that get it. That place rocks. Uh, this news is new from today. The new Kirks, of course, we know Greg and Dana from Hellier, got to take Jeff Goldblum out Bigfooting for Jeff's Disney Plus show. 
that I cannot wait to see. I think it's out November 12th, I believe, uh, Disney Plus Day. But, oh my goodness, I, I just I can't imagine the things that Jeff Goldblum are is going to say about Bigfooting. It's going to blow my mind. I'm going to love it. Uh, we also had, of course, Bob Gimlin's 90th birthday was um, on the 18th, just a few days back. Uh, Russell Accord did a little live with him on Facebook. It's a pretty cool chat with Bob, so you'll want to uh, check that out. I have shared that in the Bigfoot Society uh podcast listener group it's in there or if you're friends with i believe in facebook he's uh actually just just look at it on the group um you can find it other ways that's cool too all righty then let's see oh also of course uh i have to i have to say october 20th of course we have the 54th anniversary of the patterson gimlin film amazing and also Sasquatch Archives. There's a few things that happened that day. So first, Sasquatch Archives released the Bigfoot America's Abominable Snowman documentary from 1968. That thing is solid. And in fact, if you go to the Bigfoot Society podcast, I was able to have Daniel Perez from the Bigfoot Times on the same day later on. We talked about how there's footage in that documentary that hasn't the footage hasn't been seen before uh, by uh you know, public eye, which is really cool. You can see the trackway of Patty. That's rocking. Also, my friend Tate Hieronymus, um, you're, you're a cool dude. Yeah, uh, I got distracted. All right, here we go. Small Town Monster says, you're a cool dude, Jeremiah, from Alex. Hmm. Is Alex on the Small Town Monsters YouTube account? I'm, I'm interested now. Okay. Sorry, Tate. I got distracted. Here we go. Same day, Tate Hieronymus releases his film, Uncovering the Truth of Sasquatch. That's a solid documentary. It's a newer one. Just filmed it uh, this last year. Went all over the place. There's Iowa stuff in there. There's Bobo. There's uh, going up to Bluff Creek. I mean, there's some crazy stuff. It's definitely worth checking out. Good news is uh, you do not have to pay anything to see it. But I do recommend that you go to Tate Hieronymus's YouTube channel and then you subscribe and you give it a thumbs up and you definitely share it everywhere. Um, little shout out, uh, my friend, Facebook user. Remember, StreamYard is weird. So if you don't go to the link and ex say, I agree that they can see my info, I unfortunately have no idea who is waving at me. But... um. I appreciate you waving at me, Facebook user. You're great. At this time, um, if anyone wants to come on, feel free to go to bit.ly forward slash Bigfoot live. And um, we can chat for a little bit. Or if someone has a question for me, I'm in the hot seat right now. Um, I joined the live without my screen on. Okay. I mean, Tate, uh, we can try to figure it out. Uh, we can try to figure it out. So join. I joined the live without my screen on, LOL. I can't make, make any promises. Oh, my goodness. We're rocking and rolling. Here we go. Number one. What is up? Off, my friend, what's up, dude? <laughs> Had to plant that little comment there. I was like, uh, why not? I subscribed to you as well. So. 
Oh, you did. Thank you. There you go. Are are you in the? Uh, you have access to the Small Town Monsters YouTube channel. I do. Yeah, I just That's pretty uh, awesome because I uploaded the. Um, oh yeah. The I can't think anymore. The Beyond the Trail, the Rocky Mountain Rocky Sasquatch. Mountain Sasquatch. I, I just uploaded that, obviously, and I, and it's funny. Like a bunch of people have been telling me that have seen it. It's their favorite so far. I'm it's like, really good. I was surprised because I I don't know I I'm not not that I'm a huge not a huge fan, but there's just been a lot going on in my personal life. And I basically was very last minute. So a lot of things didn't feel right when I was doing this. So, um, you know, I guess we'll see what the, what everyone else thinks, but I I do appreciate the, uh, the kind words there. I was not laughing at you, but I was laughing at Tate. that said, Alex use the STM and subscribe to mine. No, that's going to cost you buddy. (laughs) Um, it's okay. So Rocky Mountain Sasquatch. So if you want to watch the new beyond the trail, you got to join, uh, small town monster squad because it is out to the public next week right yeah so squad yeah. gets access a week early they get it a week before everyone and they also get it in 4k it's so, really good uh, in 4k so 4k no ads as well Jeez. um so yeah so you'll get it a week early uh, it'll be out right before halloween so that's thursday the 28th of october oh, yeah, i believe totally. so spooky release for public <clears throat> um, which is still awesome but uh yeah it was it's about a 70 gigabyte file it took wow um, 4 a.m. to maybe 4 p.m. to fully upload and process. So I started at 4 a.m. the other morning, and uh, and it didn't get done until 4 p.m. Completely ready to go. So it was uh, it was quite a quite a. File. I will say it's probably the most. It's the most beautiful one. I like the scenery in that is Crazy. legit beautiful. And I'm not just talking about Eli Watson. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, like, so I've never been out to Colorado, even though I live in Iowa. I'm like, my goodness, this is crazy beautiful. Like, I'm going to have to go out there someday. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's insane. I mean, the, up until now, I like the, you know, that's one of my favorite parts of the whole series is being able to show some of these areas we're in. So continually since the start of the series i've had a lot of people tell me well you know in the new hampshire episode oh i had no idea new hampshire looked like that maine i had no idea yeah. it looked like that i uh, even had people message me for the california and oregon ones especially the oregon one which eli edited he did an awesome job that yeah. was my favorite visually probably uh, just because of this the environment around mount hood but i've had people oh, message sure. me saying i was planning on going hiking in that area i'm not into bigfoot but you know, I, I really, this gave me an idea of what to expect when hiking out there. That's I'm like, awesome. that's so cool. Like that's going beyond the Bigfoot community, but uh, Colorado is something else. It's always been probably one of my favorite States in terms of nature, Colorado and Utah and Utah will be one of the upcoming episodes. So yeah, I'm excited. That for one that. I think might even be more crazy than this one in terms of scenery, but we'll see. Um, Cause you got the red rocks versus the mountains, but yeah, mm-hmm. Colorado is beautiful. You've got such great squatchy terrain. And a lot of people don't really think of that, especially that dramatic sort of, um, where it goes from the mountains to the plains. And I, there was a couple of shots in there where it really shows that we're at the edge of the mountains. And from there until Tennessee, you don't have real mountains uh, that are, you know, higher than a thousand, 2000 feet. So it's, it's pretty wild to imagine. Uh, it's your mind's trying to kind of understand what the landscape's like. Totally. Uh, let's see. I want to shout out. Uh, Carrie Carlson says is me waving on Facebook. Uh, Sassy Sasquatch, I believe uh, is your username that most people know you by. Uh, I see a Facebook user. Uh, you have to agree to the StreamYard terms and conditions in order for me to see you. But thank you so much for being here. Jonathan is in the chat, says Alex and Eli are excellent at editing. They are. Dude, the opening to uh, this, like the, the intro that you use for the trailer is like the most amazing um, 
editing. Like it's really good editing, dude. That was my favorite. It was yeah. uh, the music. I found the song that just worked so well because it was this Western cowboy kind of vibe. Oh and I've yeah, been... dude. Yeah. And the it, music and it, makes it. It was like a. It, it reminded me of Red Dead Redemption. That's kind of it. My really does for for that intro. But I I played that on my channel um, before some of the live streams. And so for folks that want to see that, I actually will yep. be posting that on uh, Instagram. It's on the STM Instagram, I think. But uh, yeah, Jonathan, awesome to see you, dude. I just got him to a thousand, actually, thousand subscribers um, by nice. subscribing to him. So, oh, that's, that's uh, he was awesome. at yeah he was at nine nine nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so edge. cool. Dude, his documentary is going to rock, but um, yeah. I'm not, I don't want to, so I'm not going to like spoil anything, but like it probably has the best witness stories out of the whole series so far, just because it really gets into it. And then like, there's a part at the end where I'm almost like, man, they could come back for part two if they really get in there because of what's seen using a drone and that's all i'll say um we gotta bring i'm gonna bring tate on at the same time we'll see if this sure. uh escalates quickly here but it probably will <laughs> he's actually in the hot tub too that's what's tate funny tate it. you're in the hot tub right i am okay awesome awesome i don't, don't want to scar people with my naked up half of me <laughs> that's great thank you thank you so much thanks for sparing us yeah How's the weather down there in Florida, Tate? Uh, it was raining all day here. So really? Mm. Barely got Good to time do for a hot tub. Huh? Good time to jump in the hot tub. Well, it's not raining anymore, so it's just hot and humid and sticky and jumping a bath with beer. Just... A bath of beer. That's great, man. Hey, how has the um, <laughs> response been from uncovering the truth of Sasquatch? One, there's one negative comment, which I think it's like a guy who's been commenting on the small town monsters. Ah, oh, forget that guy. Come on. It was so yeah, it's a troll. Forget that guy. It, it was so funny. He was no like, trolls. waste of time. I was watching this while I was making dinner. <laughs> I, was okay, texting, okay, great. <laughs> I was texting Alex and then I was like, I know. what do you think? I mean, there, like, there's I constructive like, criticism and then there's just like that the trolling stuff like why even post it you know oh, speaking I was of like that, rick dyer and steve jonathan says bad. this is like rick dyer and steve calls the other night hey i was wondering about if to get I was, heated forget if about it i like commented back and was like i made this while cooking dinner dude just delete him i honestly like I, yeah. I've, I've argued with people in the comments before but some some of them you just can't get to him like i said constructive criticism that's a different story that's exactly. fine but this is like uh it's just for the sake of being mean but i do gotta say tate Awesome job with the film. Uh, it was awesome. Obviously, oh, yeah. uh, I'm biased. I was in it and was kind of behind the scenes on it. But you really did do a good job, Tate. Was that like the longest film you've done so far? Yep. That was yeah. like, that was actually my, so for people who don't know, that was my second time ever doing any kind of filming like that. Oh, wow. So, and so I think for a second time around, that was, I think I really hit it out of the park. So. And with uh, with an iPhone, right? I mean, most of it was done with iPhone, which is it was like awesome. an iPhone and like one of the Canon camera. Like that's right, for, you did have a Canon. Yep. It was more for like taking pictures, but I used it to do video, and then with the drone. So just like three, three things there, um, and that's about as simple as you can get when filming. I don't know if you can get any simpler than that. But what's uh, cool? I'm gonna give a little thing out to everybody here letting you all know i'm i'm planning on going to california in december oh 
do some okay. winter camping with uh, Jonathan Easley and maybe Robert Leiterman. So let's get Jonathan in here. Come on, Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan. So yeah, dude. Bit.ly forward slash Bigfoot Live. Do it, man. If that, uh, if that happens, I <laughs> will do be, up to 10. I'll be creating some more content. Sick. That's awesome. Follow up. Well, what I got to say about the film overall, um, you know, I saw peaks of it, obviously, before it was out. Tate was showing us all behind the scenes. But it's really cool because, you know, I have my take on what happened at Bluff Creek in particular, obviously, with Bigfoot at Bluff Creek. So Tate has his kind of view. And it's obviously there's a lot of other stuff in the documentary, but you get the interviews with myself and Eli and our side of the story right after it happened, which was pretty oh, cool. Yeah. And I then you have Jonathan's film coming up too, which just from the trailer alone and from what we've seen looks amazing. And he's got some, he's got another perspective of it, of all the stuff that went down at Bluff Creek. So you, so you could basically watch these three films and sort of get an idea of what, what went down this summer on that expedition. So, um, you know, just, Weird. just awesome. Like, I wanted, there was so much that I had to like covered in the film Totally. And I couldn't really concentrate on one thing. So I think I was just trying to get on the key points. And, you know, I think what was crazy about, I didn't know how I was going to do anything with the Bluff Creek portion before filming, but it seemed like events played out perfectly and wrote. Oh yeah. Itself. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, it was quite a time. And uh, it was cool to see you cover Iowa too, which, you know, Jeremiah's in Iowa, but, there hasn't really been some a whole lot really of good yeah. some good sounds you and i will add on to what alex said earlier that um if you listen to alex has some uh episodes from sasquatch uh out of the shadows that really go into behind the scenes stories so if you're really trying to get the full um like you watch this documentary you watch the other documentary then listen to those episodes you're really going to get the full story because there's a lot of really good stuff in those uh, Sasquatch Out of the Shadows group. If you watch like Jonathan's documentary coming out, like you're saying, and mine, Mm -hmm. the Bluff Creek, yeah, you'll get a whole better picture. And then um, Eli was telling me, because I saw the first video of it on the Small Town Monsters uh, Beyond the Trail. It was like behind the, like a diary thing that Eli was. So yeah, Eli is doing that, and it's going to give you some more stuff kind of behind the scenes. Oh, I forgot about those. Those aren't out yet, right? So there's yeah production diaries basically. Yeah. So a lot of the other STM productions have production diaries, and we, I mean, you know, obviously what you see in the films is a very small portion of what we film. It's the best stuff, and most mm-hmm. of it honestly is probably not usable due to our language. On- <laughs> <laughs> you you get a get, bunch of us get together. The Ron, the Ron Reed cut is coming. Boys. <laughs> exactly. So get ready. Eli put together a, a main production diary that came out a couple weeks ago, and and you know I'm assuming he's going to be working on. Mm-hmm. Um, on uh, California, probably Oregon one too as well, probably Colorado eventually. But he also is going to start editing the uh, upcoming Beyond the Trail. So after the co- Rocky Mountain Sasquatch, kind of in tandem with the Small Town Monsters release of On the Trail of Bigfoot, the discovery about the Olympics, we will have a Beyond the Trail documentary about the Olympics as well, which is sort nice. of like going, that'll come out also, I think, end of November. You have On the Trail of beginning of November, and then that's coming out at the end. So yeah, and then and like I said, production diaries. So there'll be some humorous moments with everybody in uh in, in those production diaries for sure very I, cool i think my favorite humorous moment is when i uh wrapped eli up in the chair with the painter's tape i was like i'm gonna use this whole roll. <laughs> straight bullying that's awesome I just went up there and just started wrapping them up 
I got a few shout outs here. We got Jonathan Dodd says, Hey, you hey. fellas. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, we got Facebook users saying, Hey, all remember you hey. got to accept to the stream yard terms so I can say how cool you are, but I appreciate you saying, Hey, uh, Western Bigfoot. Jonathan says, I'm holding my newborn LOL, but I'm down. And <laughs> then right, he well, also hey, says, Hey, Hieronymus. Hey, that's hey, amazing. <laughs> There's actually a, a family friend of ours that their younger child would call me Tape because he didn't know my name, so he called me Tape. So maybe it was meant to aye, be. Aye, aye. A prophecy. We got uh, Greg in the chat as well. Says, Greg. hello, friends. Hey, bud. How's it going? We're just kind of chatting, having an open mic night tonight. It's a good, good time. Oh, man. Um, I got a question for you, Alex. Would you say the the was the Utah trip uh, more strenuous or uh, more crazy hiking than the Colorado trip? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah, for real. For sure. Okay. Because the Colorado thing, it was kind of weird. We did the Utah and Colorado things together, so we basically spent a week in Colorado and then went to Utah for like five days, and then came back to Colorado and did another couple days. So it was like one production wasn't really done we were already doing the other one so the entirety of the utah thing is basically it's i mean there's some traveling in the desert it's going to be part of the opening sequence but most of it is up in the high uinta mountains and we backpacked Mm. in six miles into basically you know the super remote mountain range where there's been reports and we had some pretty weird stuff happen totally unexpected and but the wilderness there is just unlike i mean probably one of my favorite places i've ever backpacked in absolutely amazing uh totally cool so um yeah it's going to be really interesting but yeah, it was it was six miles in, and it was already at about an elevation of ten thousand feet. So you know, Eli and I are not from the Rockies or in that area, so you know, kind of sea level. It it's I've I've hiked at that elevation before, but it's tough, especially when you got a pack with not only gear to survive, camera gear, and your bigfooting gear. Oh, um, for it sure, was, yeah. it was pretty wild. But uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for that one, uh, and because Eli's going to be doing that, so I'm I'm super excited to see how he brings nice. that one out as well. Nice, because you get, um, or is it just for for next year where you have pretty much like a three week, uh, three or four week turnaround to edit the, the films? Yeah, or, yeah. Well, what we're trying to do is once it's kind of once a month. So okay, based on what we our performance this year was, we managed to do what five five productions within the span of the summer, pretty much between beginning of mm-hmm. September and June. Well, six actually, if you include Maine. And then we managed to edit that and we're still in the process of editing it. So we're hoping to be able to do it where we go on a trip and we basically do two or three at a time. So, you know, like we're planning, we, we announced some of the stuff we're planning stuff in Florida, you know, like Tate, obviously you'd probably be involved with that. Oh yeah. That Um, rock. uh, Lots of, I will be there. Don't worry. Yeah, because Tate's, Tate's our Florida man on the ground. You'll, so. you'll have more of my Bluff Creek glory that you didn't get to see. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, we're hoping to get to that point where, yeah, because we're kind of alternating. I'll edit one now. Before, I, I edited the first three, and then Eli, he jumped on board because I just couldn't handle it all. And um, and it's it's cool. You know, he's got his own style. Um, it's really interesting. That obviously came out with Oregon, so it was awesome to, uh, to see kind of yes. how different it is. I'll tell you that even even the production diary for Maine, that's Eli editing that, right? Yeah. That yeah. that by itself is like, wow, this is actually like really good. I mean, yeah, it's a production diary, but it's like this very style stylistic and, and artsy yeah. and all that good stuff. And like I, I enjoyed it. I got a he few things from it. the chat here. Got whiskey from with cryptids. 
cool guy. Hey. Uh, wins a lot of stuff on Instagram. Hey guys, he, yeah, he won the um, the big giveaway from Small Town Monsters and Forest Fleur and myself and all that. Uh, let's see, Facebook user, hey all, is from the Big Buddy Monster. I think that is that a Joe? YouTube guy. Or maybe Joe know. Turry. Maybe. Although uh, he's usually yeah, on could YouTube, go either though. way. Could go either yeah, way. I don't know. Uh, Jonathan has a good point here. One episode, please show how much crap you actually need to carry and keep at base camp. It's insane. People don't get to see that. I think that's kind of it's shown sort in, of yeah because sort I was, in Colorado. I, yeah, we always try to do these uh, sequences where we show packing gear and stuff like that. But and I think in the first episode, Granite State Bigfoot case we did show some of the stuff i was bringing obviously that was a cold winter one but yeah maybe we'll do like a complete base camp because there's a stuff that we'll keep yeah. at the car but if we're actually backpacking in then you gotta completely reduce what you're carrying in and out right whereas if i'm in the car i can bring my whole big evidence kit and have tons of stuff around you know because your car camping is obviously pretty easy um but uh yeah so we'll we'll, we'll keep doing those kind of segments because i definitely want to do some pretty pretty intense backpacking for that Ooh, uh, I'm going to do a, uh, a reset of the room, kind of like clubhouse style here. So uh, this is an open mic night. It's a uh, experiment. Yeah, Tate is doing the – that's funny, Tate. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's a clubhouse joke. You're going to have to join clubhouse to get that. Um, but so this is open mic night. If you have questions, put them in the chat. Uh, right now it's Alex and Tate hanging out. Um I do have the link for people to come in and hang out bit.ly forward slash Bigfoot live. If you want to uh, headphones, please um, let's see. Ah, uh, yes. So Alex was right. was right. It's Joe Turi. When's Tate's documentary coming out? It's already out 10 20. It was out. So go watch it tonight. And yes, Greg good. has, Oh, go ahead, Tate. Oh yeah. It's uh, my YouTube channel. Tate Hieronymus. Yes. Um, yep. My name's right here. So you can find it pretty easy. Greg has a pretty good question here. He says, has anyone heard accounts of Bigfoot swimming? Hmm. Not personally, but I know. Yes. Personally, have. I yeah. haven't personally, but Alex, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Uh, this was actually a story really awesome. A guy named John Horrigan. I've had him on my show before. Oh, he, yeah, yeah. He's, he's in um, uh, Carrick's. Yes, yeah, he's in Carrick's yeah. documentary. He's from Massachusetts. Monkey. Yep. He yep. used to investigate back in the day. He got out of uh, the research before the internet came about. Um, but he spent time with John Green, Renee DeHinden in the Pacific Northwest in the 90s. Incredible oh, wow. stories. British Columbia. And he told us this one story. And he, he's actually said it on my show as well when I had him on. Of a guy who was camping on this island in British Columbia. Kind of, I don't, it was, um, it, was, it wasn't saltwater. It was a lake. But it was a sort of like archipelago island type thing. And he was out there and he heard, you know, stuff kind of stomping around his camp. He was kind of freaked out. And he goes to the dock, basically, because actually it was an island. And he was sitting on the dock, you know, kind of freaked out because there was something kind of around the tent and he would hear bubbling and something swimming underneath him. And he could hear bubbling on the dock and something was oh, scra man. scraping the bottom of the dock. And he, th you know, this thing was there. And apparently he like jumped in the water and swam across and ended up at somebody's backyard and was basically delirious saying, you know, th there's this Sasquatch and it was swimming around uh, <laughs> basically under me trying, you know, kind of messing with me all night. Very crazy. But uh, there's there's other reports from British Columbia, Vancouver Island, which is called Ape Island. People have seen Sasquatches swimming to to and from between different islands. That's been seen before. Uh, that that's probably where the most sightings of swimming that I'm aware of are from. So it was pretty interesting. 
I gotta say, it's like it's one thing to see a Sasquatch just on walking on land, but I'd probably trip pretty hard if I saw one swimming. In. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. I will say, oh, go ahead, Tate. I think that'd be scarier than seeing one on land, personally. Oh, probably swamp yeah. thing style. I will say that um, in the uh, North American Bigfoot Center um, uh, Patreon. Uh, there is a video that might have, let's say, uh, evidence that might support that, but I, you're going to have to get in there to see it's worth supporting the, the museum. Connor and those guys make some amazing content. So yeah, they're awesome. If you're, if you're interested, get on in there and check out some cool stuff. It's a check good out crew some of people Bog with, uh... stuff cliff and everybody too yeah oh, totally yeah and they they took us out to some of those spots when we were out there and we were we love being able to show a place like that to get even more people wanting to go there and visit like we showed the sasquatch outpost you know we've got to show a lot of different museums so far which is really awesome because there's they're far and few between there's not that many cryptozoology or bigfoot related museums so um, really awesome to show some of those in the beyond the trail stuff yeah, if you were if you liked Bigfoot Mountain, it's called Bigfoot Mountain, right? The Oregon yep. one. If you like that one, if you join the Patreon for North American Bigfoot Center, it, they yeah. go in deep into detail, multiple different videos about that area, and it's worth it. If and you I just like, gotta say, yeah. those guys are totally legit. Connor is an oh awesome totally. Guy. He actually gave us. He is from Colorado originally. He gave us his old research maps for Colorado. So we actually went out to there to, uh, you know, check out some of his old stopping grounds, but yeah, he's great. Does a good job. Cliff, obviously no introduction needed, but also Melissa Barrickman, Cliff's wife. She is oh, yeah. super cool. She does a lot of the art for the museum. She created this, this Bobo head. The Bobo. That they sell this yeah, squash and hats on, which is so funny. Um, and they're all just like really good people. There's also a guy, Keith, uh, Tate will remember him who works at the museum yeah. there. Awesome guy as well. Like everyone who's there is just solid. And Nico's there a cool and... guy too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, so there's just yeah. some so great that, folks there. It's an awesome group. thing. What's that Tate? I met Nico the last day when we were there. I had no idea. Um, yeah. Same here. That was when we were the last day I was there. You just started there, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh. Well, he didn't spend time with us. Like Keith, Keith was out in the woods with us with Connor oh, yeah. and yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. All right, we got some. So we got Jonathan saying, "Where's the join link?" So I'll put it in the show notes, Jonathan. But if you just Google uh, Patreon North American Bigfoot Center, uh, it'll come right up. Uh, or does he it, mean the join link for the stream? I sent him the. Address. Oh yeah, sorry. If you but that's a good join shout link. Out. I'm yeah, sorry. it really is. No, you're good. <laughs> um, I'm very, I'm very analytical. Uh, Bit.ly forward slash Bigfoot Live. It's in the banner that's going across the bottom of the screen, but. I think Tate sent it to you too. Facebook user, um, apologize. We can't, or my apologies. I can't see who you are because of the way StreamYard is, but it, there is a question for us. Alex specifically says, have you ever seen lights in the woods while squatching? I'm referring to the mysterious ones linked to high strangeness. Hmm. Yes. Yes. And no. So I've seen, I, I one time I was squatching up here in New Hampshire with a guy who was in one of my documentaries and we saw what looked like this, glowing orb thing and it was flashing lights i later figured out there was actually leaves that will get droplets of water on them and it's crazy how it looks unbelievable it's like this wow. flashing changing color lights and i have it on video and it's like orbs it's really weird so i've seen that and able to kind of, i was able to kind of figure out what it was down the road because i saw it again and i it was when i was hiking and i went straight to that spot and found it the way the sun reflected very weird but uh in pennsylvania i have seen in the Ooh, middle of the night 
while we were out doing an investigation with Paulino and some of these guys on a property where the year after I saw this, we saw this insane UFO, but we saw this red light kind of move through the woods. Very strange. So yes and no. There he is. Jonathan from Western Exploration. What's Uh, up, dude? Not much. Not much. Just here uh, trying to get the kids settled down here and watching you guys talk (laughs) crazy stuff. So yeah. (laughs) Tate's talking the crazy stuff. We're not. I had to get in here. I had to jump in here. Like uh, we were watching that uh, crazy podcast the other night with Rick Dyer and uh, Steve Coles that had to come on and straighten him out. It was insane. If oh, you guys, uh, I haven't that. checked I that out. I need, to, I need to watch that. I, got it's, the- I don't know if it's worth checking out. But it was it was just crazy. Live, it was amazing because it, it was, was especially yeah. for those of us that have no, been known about the story. I mean, I, I was in high school when that hoax was going on, and I remember intensely following it on Crypto Mundo. And uh, to see these players now to know Steve, I mean, we were just squatching with him in Whitehall a couple weeks ago. Sure. Super solid dude. And then Rick Dyer comes on spouting, you know, he's always been a hoaxer. So it's, oh, suddenly he's saying now <laughs> this and that. And he's, you know, can you believe what he's saying? No, obviously not. And Steve got called out. So he had to set the record straight. So I want, I want to see yeah. Steve Strufert and Rick Dyer go at it. I think. It oh, just, man. Uh, I don't know. that. I think there'd be like a, a some sort of, Oh, shift of the polar ice caps or something like that. Like that would be too intense. Yikes! You know, the space time <laughs> continuum would fold on itself. <laughs> exactly. Dyer is a character. Yeah. He was still claiming that the the tent footage was legit on that show. Um, like, oh, really? That's precipitated the whole Bigfoot thing. Yes. Yeah. Like Do you guys guy. remember? This is nostalgia for me, man. This is like when I when I was first like really getting deep into Bigfoot. This whole Rick Dyer story hoax uh, hoax popped out right but um what was crazy was that he came out with that tent video and there was a page and there were pretty i thought they were a really cool page it was called facebook, facebook find Find bigfoot, bigfoot. yes yeah and oh, really? they had all these videos and they would explain things in high detail and were they reaching for things of course they'd be well, like they were that, that, i was just gonna say they were like almost the the pre-thinker thunker mm-hmm. like oh, analysis okay. where everything yeah, yeah, was yeah. bigfoot every and they're like with such certainty they're like you can see its uh, hand is cupped and mm. fingers move, and it's like two pixels. Um, I'm kind of yeah. well, I don't really see that, but but they weren't monetized as a thinker thunker. But what's funny was that like they did one on the Patterson Gimlin film, and it was really good. Like they yeah. pointed out stuff that like I'd say most people would miss, you know. Uh, and they they really pointed things out. They were really good thinkers or critical thinkers, but they totally like endorsed Rick Dyer and to the point where they gave him some sort of like award that they made. And then, like, Bigfoot of the Year for that tent video. And uh, everyone was like, you know, guys, uh, he's a hoaxer. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. And they were like, no, uh, so much so that people were like, how about this? And they had a ton of followers. I mean, they had tons of tons of followers on Facebook. They were like, if you type in Bigfoot on Facebook, their page, I think, still pops up. But uh, they swore. They said, we will shut this page down if Rick Dyer's a hoaxer. Oh and they, did. Shut it down. they did. They shut it they down. Did. The you day he came do. out and said it, Sometimes they shut their entire thunker. operation down. Well, you'll see uh, other people still use their videos. I see their videos mm-hmm. all the time on YouTube, on Thinker Thunker and other channel, channels where, because they had this banner, this blue banner that I think was made in uh, Microsoft uh, Movie Maker, Windows Movie Maker, right? Yes. It was Classic. this blue banner that had the text that said Facebook find Bigfoot. And you still see it to this day. They Dude, just yeah. save the videos. What's... Crazy. <laughs> You know what's funny? I'm not okay. I haven't really gone on that train, but it just reminds me of how people are saying how nostalgia that is. 
It is. It's like it's like LimeWire. You guys remember LimeWire? Yeah, I remember LimeWire. I will neither yeah. confirm nor deny. <laughs> I knew friends that had it. Yeah. Yeah. First, wink, wink. first rule, LimeWire. Don't talk about LimeWire. Hey, we yeah. got we got a question in. Um, I'm gonna actually. Okay, first off, uh, Whiskey with Cryptid says, "Yeah, and NABC Patreon is excellent. Uh, the videos they post are amazing." Cliff put a picture of him on, on there a few months ago. Totally, it is worth it. Uh, okay, we got a question from Facebook user. Apologies. Uh, oh, this is Joe. Uh, how do you guys deal with people who are obviously making things up when you are interviewing them? <laughs> I haven't question. had that happen yet. I have you, Alex? Uh, yes, multiple I times. I have had that okay. Happen. No, I don't think I've had that happen. Maybe embellishment, but no. Okay, I've had literally everything on the spectrum happen from people yeah. mm-hmm. that are the most common is that people. I don't think they. How do I put this? They're out there. So they believe they genuinely believe what they're saying, but it's just so insane that it's out there. We had an experience recently okay. interviewing a guy for Beyond the Trail for an upcoming episode. And I mean, it was just like, thank God it Eli, was Eli and he wouldn't stop talking. And Eli and I were just kind of sitting there like, D- what do I say? Do I just say that my camera battery is about to die when it in reality <laughs> is like, how do we get out of this? But yeah, no, I mean, one of the things that happens the most common, I've had this happen and I joke about every single event you do, right? whether it's a conference, CryptidCon, or whatever whatever like conference-type event, there's always that one person who will come sure. up, tell you their story, and they know where the Bigfoots are. They can call them in. They know it all, right? But oh, they can't yeah, take anyone right. else there because they're like the, the yep. keepers of the secrets. It happens every time, so you know you're being BS. But yeah, when it comes to interviewing, if, if I, I usually don't interview people unless I know that there's you know, something that they, something credible there, or at least that's interesting. We won't interview somebody that's just going to BS us. That guy we did interview was Heather had set it up. Um, and he was interesting. He was just, some of it was just like very out there and I mean, sure. you know, no offense to him or anything, but, uh, it, it was fascinating. He was just, he was a character. Hmm. Uh, that's hilarious. We got Greg says, I found oh, a database sick. of known hoaxes. It's quite handy. I think, is that Squatchopedia 2.0? Uh, Greg. Wait, wait, you call it the BFRO hoax. BF Rokes, something like what? that. I'm trying to like cross, you know, because there's a database. BFR hoax. BFR hoax. <laughs> Is your hot That's tub smart. Uh, filled with uh, PBR? No, it's filled yeah. with. <laughs> okay. There's uh, there's actually uh, also another kind of useful resource. <clears throat> there's this guy Leon Thompson. He's awesome. He's got a channel called Okanagan Bigfoot. Very critical thinking oriented. Super cool guy. He put out a video called. Bigfoot videos we once thought were real that are no longer that are now hoaxes, and this shows a lot of videos that you know people in the past thought were real that have kind of been proven since. So it's just another little really useful resource awesome. if you're trying to weed out the crap of which there is more than enough. Jonathan, I have a question for you. Um, sure. Can you give us any uh, maybe uh, what kind of things can we expect to see from your documentary? That's, that's oh man. Out? I am literally just doing the conclusion. I think I have like oh, maybe wow. Come two, on. two hours worth of work left to finish it. That's it. I'm at the tail end of it. It's coming out great. But um, wow. one thing I'll say is that it gives you a good And I, I was kind of big on the, um, just the scenery and the cinematic aspect of it. Like really, my whole goal is trying to get, like when someone watches this, I want you to feel like you went there with us, you know, and you were in our group and, you know, a lot of that footage is, you know, hiking along with us and, and uh, participating in some of the conversations that we had on the trail, you know. And, and um, 
Ellie. There's some a, of the usable of, ones. Oh, what's that? Well, not the not the bad conversations, which there are a lot of. I think yeah. I walked away with like two it's minutes like, of usable footage. It was ninety percent. <laughs> wow. Two yeah. minutes of usable audio is what it was. Yeah, there was like there's like clips that I use as scenery, and if I included the audio, it would be it'd be, be banned on off YouTube. Exactly. Same. Seventeen rating, right? <laughs> yeah, because of your commentary. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're you're rapping. Ninety well, percent of that ninety percent was Tate. I think when we were yeah, exactly in Bluff Creek when we were filming the uh, us looking at the original tracks, I said something that I'm not going to repeat here. But uh, do not make me edit this tape. No, no, no. <laughs> just spare you from that. But I said okay, some, some kind of something kind of vulgar. But it was funny. Hey, saying something bold? No. Wow. No, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. Hey, we got a question. Greg says, what was it like investigating with Bobo? I think that's to anyone who can answer it. It's like what you think. It's a tall guy who's old, but he's like way better than you in the forest. He makes, dude, he made, for dude, real. This state, so we were at this hill um, on this property and Alex, what do you think? It was pretty steep. It was right? okay. It was like a hundred degrees. All right. I'm not used to that oh, same yeah. heat. He was up and, and, you know, Bobo, you know, a lot of people speculating, like even on the recent uh, podcast, him and Cliff are talking about the rumors <laughs> that he died. Right. That was the rumor. Yeah. We like yeah. one one out of every three questions we got on Bigfoot at Bluff Creek was what is wrong with Bobo? Yeah. Oh, he's dying. Mm -hmm. Crazy. So but the guy, he was up the mountain faster than we were. I will say, though, we were extremely tired. We were fatigued from traveling. We had literally driven up from L.A. to San Francisco and then near to Willow Creek in 24 hours so we were pretty tired he kicked our butt in the woods walking up those hills though we went out and yeah it was fun i mean bobo is an awesome character i've had the chance to hang out with him a few times but this is my first time really going out in the woods with him well like doing research when we filmed the momo is at three in the morning in the middle of the woods <laughs> in ohio different story crazy but, uh, but he's awesome time for you what's that what's up tate investigating that uh, incident on that property was the first time with invest like doing an investigation with bobo Oh, this was my second. Yeah. So every other time I've hung out with him, it's been either an event or like we were filming. So oh. like when we filmed Momo or other stuff, but he is, uh, we ended up talking not even about Bigfoot related stuff for almost an hour afterwards. I think um, I him, him and I saw very eye to eye on a lot of stuff. So it was very fun to talk to him about, uh, you know, non Bigfoot related stuff. He's a smart dude. I mean, people, they joke about him and they say that, oh, he's, you know, like a burnt out druggie because he gives off oh. that vibe or whatever. No, yeah. he's, he's a real smart guy, real nice guy too. Um, you know, he's he's pretty cool. The set, the first time I got to actually investigate with him was the third time we kind of hung out. Um, I was you're probably gonna get a lot of crap for this, Jeremiah, but I helped organize a BFR expedition for Matt Moneymaker in the Southern California. Moneymaker? No. <laughs> oh no! Shut <laughs> where, it down. <laughs> where Jonathan, where Jonathan went with me it was in that area, um, and then uh, Bobo actually ended up showing up, and so. Um, Bobo needed help doing some like taping up the back of his truck because he had like some dust allergies. So okay. I hung around with him and it was so funny because we were going to meet everybody else or everyone else left in the group. And then Bobo and I were just hanging out. And then as he's leaving, this is funny, he's texting, but we're on a road with not very many, you know, not a lot of traffic. So the car's kind of going into the left lane on the oncoming traffic. And I'm like, hey, just sitting in the passenger seat saying nothing. <laughs> he, he turns back, over, he turns back into the lane, and um, 
we're about halfway to where we're needing to go. He's like, hey, are you a good driver? I'm like, uh, I like to think I am. <laughs> I don't drive in the opposite lane if that's your question. I, I won't awesome. drive in the opposite lane if that's your question. So uh, we ended up switching. Uh, I ended up driving the rest of the night. But uh, later that like later that night, me and another guy, Robert Staten, um, he's a really cool um, guy. We, uh, him, Bubba, and I went up to this area on the other side of the mountain where I got my thermal video. And uh, we were doing calls, and we got coyotes. And uh, that night, I was able to get some kind of wood knock response recorded. Um, it was definitely wood on wood. It was really weird. Um, didn't hear wow. it. It's almost like Jonathan's um, audio where he had, like he got that weird audio, but you didn't hear it in person. It was the mm. same thing it was like we didn't hear it but my audio got it for some reason so hmm. something hmm. came weird for expedition yeah it was pretty fun i'm gonna do a quick uh reset for people that might be new watching so we're doing an open mic night tonight if you have any questions uh for anyone that's up here uh feel free or i do have it open so if you go to bit.ly for slash bigfoot live uh you can um join the studio and uh come on in chat with us and um yeah just kind of really laid back um uh, episode so good t- good time i'm gonna grab another beer i'll be right back gentlemen all right fair enough that's how laid I'm back it is that's how i'm on my third beers yeah it's so laid back that tate is in the hot tub right now which is why he's <laughs> not doing video and he's <laughs> drinking, yeah. drinking beers, which is awesome. at one point we're just gonna hear like water and <laughs> drop his phone in, like, boom. right? I, I, it's actually my phone is on a tripod in the middle of the hut. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, that's dedication. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, I don't want to scar, like I said, I don't want to scar anybody because John, I, I say I'm disappointed. Oh, I am disappointed. There's no video. My belly in Bluff Creek, so. Oh, here we go. All right. This is specifically for Jonathan Easley, uh, but uh, we'll say it's for others as well. From Jonathan Dodd says, hey, what's your favorite Bigfoot encounter story? Oh, my favorite Bigfoot encounter story has to probably be, just because it's a story that's not covered so much, but uh, a lot of people don't know about Barcatino's footage, thermal footage. And that was an encounter in itself because I've talked to other guys like Todd Hale who were there. I've spoken briefly to like Rosa Hebe who made the uh, Dead Bigfoot documentary, he was there. And there were all these guys that didn't expect anything to happen. I talked to Justin Spea, he was there. And I, the only guy I haven't talked to in detail is Mark Catino, only like writing back and forth because I was so interested in it. But that's a document, that, that's a very, very well-documented uh, encounter. And it was filmed and several guys experienced things like, I mean, uh, the guys at the campfire were saying that they can see the shadows of these things kind of weaving back and forth through the trees. And uh, these things that were there, there was a, they, I believe they say four individuals hanging out in the trees. They were there for like 20 something minutes, maybe more. And uh, Bart has tons of footage and it took a long time for them to move. So I think that there's a lot of uh, detail in, in as far as that goes, as far as behavior, if uh, you want to, chart that up like that. Um, so, I mean, they were standing still. There's a rock thrown at one point. At one point you see an individual step from one tree to another, but the fact that they stood still for so long and it wasn't just him that filmed them on his blur. It was Todd Hale, it was Justin Schmier, it was uh, Rosa Hebe. They were all at the campfire. They all witnessed the same thing. 
And uh, I just think it's a really well, very well documented encounter that isn't talked about much when people want to talk about people having footage and the recreation of it is what is what's impressive. Uh, Robert Laterman, who is on uh, the Small Town Monsters documentary, part of the Bluff Creek Project, he was in charge of uh, recreating the recreation investigation. So he went up there to the Sierras with uh, guys like Kip Morrill. Kip, Kip Morrill, yeah, six, I was gonna say, yeah. Yeah, he's like 6'3", and he oh. wasn't tall enough to uh, replicate whatever was on camera. He had to stand on an ice chest. So that's like, that's gonna wow. be what, seven feet plus. And uh, yeah, just really, really neat encounter, very well documented. And it's, it's, there's several people that, that experienced uh, that, that, that night. So it's very, he was using a pretty advanced floor as well. I mean, from what yeah. I understand, you know, um, although the unit, the unit he had, uh, he, although the unit footage? He, yeah, uh, the Sierra, it's actually known as the Sierra thermals. If you look up Sierra thermals okay. is a great channel called para breakdown yeah. and Bart Catino sent it to him with all of the information, the drawings, of the uh, measurements and everything. And he told Para Breakdown, who does nothing but debunk videos, yep, right. to go ahead and debunk it with all the information. And he is a really good person. So you go to Para Breakdown and type in the Sierra Thermals. I got and can, and it's really can I just point one thing out? I think that's an uh, extremely important thing to do if you have supposed evidence, something you're not sure of. Try, once you've gathered all the data, try to get it debunked. If you're that mm. confident, what happens a lot in Bigfoot research mm -hmm. is people get emotionally attached to the footage, so if or, yeah. or evidence. So if it gets disproven, there you know they go into the state of denial and there's delusion. I mean, it's craziness. But get it looked at mm -hmm. by a third party, somebody who's either you know knows what they're looking at or is is does debunking or video analysis. Mm -hmm. Pair Breakdown gets a lot of hate because people think, oh, he's just a big skeptic and he just poo poos everything. The guy has had Bigfoot encounters and he's he's talked about mm -hmm. it in other shows. And he also yeah. has videos, a few videos on his channel where he says, I genuinely cannot prove this away. Uh, so that means, you know, it's possible. He'll never say it's for sure, but, sure. you know. Well, that's what I want to ask Jonathan, because Jonathan, I, so I don't know of like many thermal videos from California, except for maybe Bart's, um, to be actually quite honest, only Bart's. Um, mm -hmm. One was on Finding Bigfoot, but it wasn't recorded. Um, so mm -hmm. mine was featured in my film which is this is the first time my thermal video has been publicly seen. Um, and that was taken in 2016 and I never posted it on YouTube or anything like that mm -hmm. because I wanted to get a better lay of the land for people to see. So um, mm -hmm. from your conclusion, thinking the film is probably most likely a Bigfoot from what I filmed. I'm wondering what he would think if I sent it to him. Okay, so one thing with to touch on the, the the tail end of that whole para breakdown thing, where he scrutinizes everything, he scrutinizes everything, and he tries to debunk it. And there are some things he can't debunk. For example, there are some screams in uh, that were recorded in Sequoia National Park in the Mineral King area, and he ran that against every sound he could. He added reverb to coyotes. He ran it against even elk. I mean, everything, every animal that he can run it against, and he couldn't match it. And he's like, I don't know what this is. It could be wow. Bigfoot. It could be anything. So only under scrutiny can things, uh, through, through investigation and scrutiny, could things be deemed true or, or strange, you know, because most things are debunkable. That said, when I went to, uh, to the uh, spot where in California where Tate filmed his thermal, I went there with the mentality like, all right, I know Tate, I know Tate's not a hoaxer, but I'm gonna treat him like kind of like a hoaxer. 
let's or or, or no, it's, better it's yet if he mis- mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah or better yet if he if he could have mistaken something or or maybe he's emotionally attached to that footage and maybe he's just embellishing it who knows so i went there with kind of an open mind but ready to to debunk it and i've seen the footage and it's on his new documentary and it's not the most like impressive piece of footage but like i say with every with every piece of footage there's two sides to every story there's the there's the the there's two pieces of data basically there's what's filmed on camera and then there's what's behind the camera and too many times we see footage with no backstory so the the rest of the data behind the camera is totally missing and to me that's a big red flag so with Tate we had both sides of the of the story here so I went there to the site and, and I even and went out and stood what's that and two witnesses me and Austin yeah correct so I went out there with him and his friend Austin who was there that night and they both had this encounter I went out there. I mean, it was like two thirty in the morning. All we had was moonlight, and I, I went and I stood where this thing stood, and it's like, you know, it's a pretty steep kind of cliff type deal. That it, you can walk down it, but it's very, very, very hard to navigate even in the daytime. Sure. And I'll show that in a video. I totally filmed the video, and it'll be out probably in a couple months. I'm almost done with this one, but I'm really gonna hold it to the fire and explore everything that I thought about. Like, could it be a deer? That's this awesome. is why it's not a deer. Could it be a bear? This is why it's not a bear because that That's doesn't make sense. That's extremely important because, like I said, there is so much BS and fakery. Majority of Bigfoot mm-hmm. videos on the internet are either purposeful hoaxes or people just goofing off. And that half, half the stuff on YouTube, so it just makes us look bad. But if we take evidence, there's only really a handful of videos that pass that sort of scrutiny test, and they did it the right way. I mean, to, to bring mm-hmm. up Pair Breakdown again, he debunks tons of bigfoot videos says again people think that he's just this big mean skeptic who wants to rain on everyone's bigfoot parade no we have to actually kind of police our ourselves in this community because we're not taken seriously the amount of insane stuff out there no, so that- uh the, the catino footage as well as another really great one that pair breakdown kind of reached the conclusion of you know i can't debunk this it's just kind of a very fascinating is the the grace harbor thermal out of washington state hey little uh, buddy the Grace, uh, the Grace Harbor footage was pretty interesting. I know some of the Olympic Project members as well talked about going on site and seeing it, and it was another thermal. And nobody, uh, it's funny because a lot of people that get new into Bigfoot don't know about some of these cases from six, seven, ten plus years ago, where you have this footage, you know, stuff that wasn't on Finding Bigfoot or or yeah. hasn't really been featured much. The Grace Harbor thermal is probably one of the most underrated ones, uh, you know, aside from uh, from Bart's thing. So that's like um, because. Like I didn't come out with a video until the thermal till now, so I, it's like skeptic is they're gonna say, "Oh, why do you wait for for so long to come out with it?" Like, and with good reason, because when I saw it, like I knew you, so I was like, "Okay, this is probably real, but let's, well, I mean, let's see the rest of the story." But if exactly. I was just a guy and I saw that, one, I could just say it's probably a friend of his. Oh, maybe it's a hunter. Like, exactly. You don't know the backstory. You're not gonna, yeah. Here's the flip side. You, you as his friend could have said, you know, even if you had disproven it in your own mind, you could have kind of said, well, you know, you're my friend. I don't really want to be too hard on you, but mm-hmm. you chose to be honest. You, I mean, for yeah. example, if it was, mm-hmm. if it was not a Sasquatch or we don't know what it, what it was, you could embellish it a little bit. You know, people do do that. That happens all the time. Exactly. They, yeah, yeah. they know somebody they're connected to them. They don't want to make them look bad, but Unfortunately, we got to call each other out if there is like something that's yeah. like that. I mean, I just I've had a, a few people that I've talked to that I was like, okay, they seem legit and they're cool and all. And then they do something and you're kind of like, 
Mm, yeah, I can't endorse that. And I just stayed silent about it. Like there was a guy who's a pretty good researcher in the Sierras and he, I was chatting with him for a few years and we were going to go out together out there and investigate his area. And he had this big kind of bogus fake sighting and, and documented it. And then, you know, he told me later on, I, I just kind of want to be on TV one day. I want to be a like on Expedition Bigfoot or something like that. And I'm like, oh, he's like, wow. so what'd you think of my encounter? And I didn't really give him an answer. So I'm not going to ever go out and say, yeah, that's real or you know, anything that, like that. that. Because in the end, I was like, I'm, I'm in this, I mean, like you, like all of us here, we're all invested in the truth. We all want this Bigfoot thing to be proven real someday. And if we're out there, you know, giving little false pieces of data, we're not contributing yeah. anything to the big puzzle. That's it's, the truth. It's I got a question for you, Tate. I don't want to take over your show, Jeremiah, but oh, yeah. I, just because Tate might know this. So I was looking up California thermal footage, right? And the one thing that popped up was, from the BFRO updates Twitter account from July 8th of 2020. It says the Sierra mm-hmm. game footage is a recent clip from the BFRO's California June 2020 expedition. They claim that there was some kind of a figure that was seen. Cameramen are heading back. The YouTube video is now pulled that supposedly showed the thermal. Do you know mm-hmm. anything about that, Tate? Um, yeah. If you can get me a name, I can contact I know the details. Okay. It- oh, all right. Okay, it- so it's Robert Collier. Robert Collier is a... Not, not Dennis Collier, not the guy from uh, NOAC, okay? This is Robert Collier. He's a California researcher. He's been in the BFRO for many years. And he leads an, F- an expedition for the BFRO every year. And he goes to a certain couple places in the Sierras. I think Stanislaus National Forest. Sometimes he chooses some other places. But he's like a retired officer and all. And this year, he went up there and he recorded. They, this is their claim. This is their claim. They said that they recorded a Sasquatch clearly with thermal footage from multiple angles with high, some uh, some of the more expensive units that we've seen and that it's a huge deal. And the only wow. piece of footage that they did release is the Sierra Gate footage, which is somebody on their uh, $500 uh, Scout TK. And it's a one kind of walking up. I think it's on par with like Tate's footage. The only difference is that it disappeared and oh, their claim disappeared really? and it never went anywhere. So I think that uh, Cliff Brackman said it on his um, podcast one time, Evidence not shared is not evidence at all. Yeah, true. It's as good as no evidence at all. So where did this go? Where did this footage go? Where are these giant claims that they that they're that they're talking about? You know, it's it's very strange. Yeah. The tweet is and, still uh, up. I mean, I think I tried to post the link to it to the yes. tweet. And Jeremiah, this is the question yeah. I thought was really good. Yeah. So uh, this question actually goes in very well with what we're talking about. Uh, Joe from. Uh, he came out with the uh, film doc uh, creature from Big Muddy, which is really cool. Yeah, uh, says, awesome. With all the researchers and filmmakers like you guys out there, it seems like if Bigfoot is real, then some hard proof is imminent. Do you feel the same? Any thoughts on who has the best chance? Oh, uh, God. I think this it's is a- this is a question. Yeah, golden question. Yeah, it's a great question, though. It's a great question, and it's it like is. completely logical thinking. And I think that all of us having one, all of us having cameras out there and rolling as much as we do, uh, we're bound to capture more than if we just went out there like an experience. Like, for example, I recorded a weird sound. Um, yeah. If you're recording knock, you know, you're listening in the forest for things like knocks and all. We went to we went to Layered Meadow, which is a huge part of my film. Uh, I It was kind of a small part of the Small Town Monsters one. But in my in my video coming out, it's kind of a I'm making it a more big deal i'm making it as big oh, of a awesome. deal as it was to me okay. and we recorded you know knocks and they came from all around us and it was really weird and it, the fact that you know 
Alex had his recorder and recorded them. Tate had his recorder and recorded them. I recorded uh, two on my recordings. And it's like, you know, if the evidence presents itself, it's great to have guys with cameras out there. Too many times we have sightings by, by researchers and they don't have cameras or it's just one guy with the camera. So we're, we're right. I would say we're increasing our chances. I will yeah. like yes, yes and no. Go, go ahead, the, Tate. Well, I would say like who has the best chances. That's anybody's. That's that. That could be anybody. It, it, it's not necessarily people who have been notarized because they're on TV. Sure. Like, I mean, I'll give this. I'll put an example. I'm not saying one's bad or one's. You know, like so. Cliff Berrickman will admit publicly that he's only seen possibly one Sasquatch through a thermal imager. Um, mm. I've seen one through a thermal imager, possibly. I had one come around Bluff Creek. Um, you know, it could be like I've seen them more than Cliff, but doesn't mean I have a better chance than he does, but doesn't mean he has a better chance than me, or doesn't mean Alex has a better chance than me, or I have a better chance than Alex. It's anybody's game in this field. It's just uh, the right place at the right time, pretty much like Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin. I mean, they, yeah. were, they were there at the right place at the right time, and it basically set the world afire with Bigfoot, the Bigfoot craze, if you will. So just maybe somebody's at the right place at the right time with a gun and decides to pull the trigger. And then, you know, after that, it's history. So I, yes and no. I don't know. I mean, if I could just chime in. Yeah, I think it's, it's very tough to say because if you look at some of the best reports and obviously they're just anecdotal. So they're largely useless in terms of being able to prove anything sure they can help us as researchers maybe learn different behaviors i mean the fact that you've had ape ape-like behaviors reported in north america years many years before we knew actual ape behavior in, in africa and other places uh, a lot of the best reports seem to come on accident so somebody was in the woods that isn't related to bigfoot research and they either had a sighting of it doing something or swimming or 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 stealing fish, or doing something kind of peculiar. Some of the very interesting reports, majority of them are just a road crossing, or they saw this thing walk away, or it was looking in their window, uh, if they have a property where stuff is going on. So, uh, you know, as technology gets better, I think those people having those random encounters might be able to get better video. Because even to this day, I get really tired of people saying that, oh, well, everyone's got a cell phone, everyone's got a trail camera, there's millions of them out there. I've had times where we've had wolves run out in front of us in Arizona or other animals where you simply cannot, even with this new technology, a phone or these cameras that you just pop open the screen and it's already on, I haven't been able to record things like a, a, a thousand pound moose running in front of me for 20 seconds and I haven't had the chance to get it open or wake up Eli to, to get up and get the camera out as I'm driving right. it. So it's, it's very difficult yeah. out in the woods. Well, These animals are masters of their environments in general. You guys so, need dash cams. Actually. No, that's yeah. not. So, so, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Let me, let me just finish up. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be, I, I don't think footage is really going to be, unless it gets that incredible that you have another PGF type situation. But I think ultimately mm -hmm. for science, that's never going to be satisfying enough. They're still going to need either a body. I would hope for maybe a chunk of a body instead of you know having to kill one of these things. Um, but uh, the problem is you have a lot of this paranormal stuff being brought into it. And I don't know, maybe that's what's going on. I, I personally don't really think so. But um, that's being brought in, so that's muddying the waters. And it's not really wanting people to have a concrete kind of look at it if they come from academia or whatever you want to call it. So uh, it, it's, a, it's very tough. But I do think those of us that are getting out there, you know, we're upping our chances as technology gets better. You get flurs and thermal drones and all that kind of stuff. So 
you know, as Tate said, it is kind of anybody's game at this point, but I do think we're going to get better footage from people accidentally coming across these things as technology gets better. It's funny, like to go across or to go with what Alex is saying is accidentally getting footage just to, you know, prove a point when on the small town monsters, Bigfoot at Bluff Creek, there was a scene kind of in the, some like in the beginning, middle, if that makes sense, where you guys saw a deer and you're like, holy crap, do you see that? And you guys were filming a deer. I mean, we get excited just as, I mean, as Bigfoot researchers, people get out of the field, you get excited when you see any kind of wildlife and get it on camera. And to get a deer on camera is pretty hard in itself. So something as rare as Bigfoot is going to be twice as hard. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, we're going to probably wrap things uh, down after this last question from Greg, uh, just because of some uh, computer batteries getting a little low. Um, Greg says, hey, have you tried GoPros or do you guys use uh, GoPros in your when you go out? What are your thoughts on that? We do. Well, we use them for filming, like getting other shots. Okay. But I, I know the idea of having one pointed or having one on. That's what a lot of researchers do. I don't do that. Um, I have always have audio rolling, though. And maybe it's something that we should do. But the problem is when it gets darker, the GoPros mm. get super grainy. I mean, I know they're getting okay. better now with the low light conditions. But I, I typically don't really do that. You, you A lot of batteries, a lot of card space. I mean, sure, you can delete it. But uh, I don't know. I, the problem with that, too, is you see a lot of this footage that's out on the internet, especially YouTube, where people will, after they're watching their footage, they'll be like, oh, I had, I saw three of them there. That's when the red circles come out. Mm. or That's when the mm-hmm. pareidolia starts, and that is plaguing the Bigfoot researching world. Like, you you might get a Bigfoot that way. It's possible, but it's just not going to be, it's never going to be good enough. So, I mean, I, I appreciate the idea. And there's some researchers that, like Matt at Central Florida Bigfoot, he's a professional yep. photographer. He talks a lot about, uh, upping the game gimbals and all that kind of stuff I, I go check out his stuff because he'll talk about stepping the bigfoot game up don't go in the woods with potatoes but uh right yeah, yeah. Well, with apples mm-hmm. well, with apples <laughs> well guys it has yeah. been super fun i'm glad you all were able to come on and hang out during uh open mic night i'll have to probably do something like this again because it seemed to be pretty uh popular there's a lot of good questions in the chat but do you mind all uh, just, uh, you know, cause this is going to be in podcast form, just kind of remind the the listeners how they can keep up to date with, uh, with what you're doing. As far as I go, uh, Western Bigfoot exploration on YouTube. And I have a video coming out. I want to say sooner than Halloween, latest nice. Halloween. And, uh, it's going to be great. And, uh, it's just going to show our experience there. And then after that, I'm going to start working on my video of the California, Southern California thermal footage. And it's nice. a really good one. It's all in the can. And I've been going over the footage. It looks really nice. Perfect. But, uh, and then on Instagram too, Western Bigfoot Exploration. But yeah, that's it for me. Awesome. Tate? Um, Alex, you go first. <laughs> I'd like to go last tradition. Tate's got to go last. <laughs> <laughs> but not least. Tate. Um, so yeah, the best place would be uh, Sasquatch, on YouTube, Sasquatch Out of the Shadows. I do a weekly live stream. Have had all these guys that are on tonight uh really awesome we do a lot of streams we'll do some other videos i'm going to be doing some more analysis videos lately of stuff that i've had happen in the past but the main kind of documentaries we're doing are is over on the small town monsters channel and as well as you know some of the other stuff that small town monsters will be releasing so sasquatch out of the shadows and small town monsters those are the easiest places awesome and mr tate um 
Well, I have the Bluff Creek Project podcast that I help co-host. Due to unforeseen circumstances with my dog passing, I'm kind of taking a hiatus. Yep, sure. But you can still go follow it because, you know, after I get out of my funk, I'll be making more content there. Uh-huh. As well on my personal YouTube channel, Tate Hieronymus. So just look up my name right there and you'll find it. Uh, real quickly, I think Jonathan and I haven't discussed it more, so it's still in the... Uh, you know, it's tentative, but we might, depending on the snow, we might hike to Laos camp this winter. Sick. So if we cool. do that, if that ends up going through, um, I might or might not have a new documentary coming out. Nice. Good Nobody stuff. goes in Good there stuff. in the winter at all. So that's gonna be Nobody really goes in there in the winter. Yeah. That'll be, be uh, cool. That'll be something. So keep your eyes off for that. Maybe. All right. Well, we'll see what happens, and we'll have to hear definitely more about that in the future. But thanks so much, all, and uh, I'll be chatting with you guys later. And thanks to all the listeners for spending your time with us live or on the podcast. And uh, have a good one, guys. Peace. Thank you. See ya. Thanks for taking your time out of your busy day and spending some time with us uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes leave a review on itunes uh, stitcher and uh, your preferred podcast platform and um, if you have any stories you can give us an email at bigfootsociety at gmail.com and again check out the articles we have and more preferred book lists at bigfootsocietypodcast.com you can always go to instagram at bigfoot society and we have a tiktok now it gets pretty crazy there bigfoot bigfoot.society at bigfoot.society thanks again for taking your time listening to the bigfoot society podcast we'll see you next week uh next saturday will be a new episode and also if you want to take part in the live taping of the episode and put your questions in there for the guest Just remember, subscribe to the Bigfoot Society YouTube channel and hit the bell so you don't miss out on any of those episodes. Thanks again, all, and we'll see you next time. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Bigfoot Society. Any content provided by our guests are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone. Thank you.